Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Established 2019. Direct from the North Wales coast. His verbal skills definitely outweigh his wrestling ability. It's time for British Wrestling's Sharpshooter. Your host... Stu Palmer! It's episode 32 and it's our first women's wrestler on the show. I think it was about time we had a lady on. And it was none other than the ultimate diva, Tonga. Tonga talks about the first match that got her hooked with WWE. She also talks about being the only woman training within the wrestling school. She was at Johnny Brannigan's GPW. That's where she began training. She's also been booked as far as Scotland, as you'll hear. We talk about her favourite pay-per-views, some of the guys and gals that she feels are going to be big and prominent in the future. So here we are, episode 32 with the Ultimate Diva Tonga. Enjoy. A warm welcome to the Ultimate Diva Tonga on Stu's Wrestling Podcast today. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? All good, all good. Uh, first things first, before I talk about your career, uh, we're just going to go to the present. And it's just talking about how lockdown's been for you. Uh, lockdown's been pretty good for me. I think I'm handling it pretty well. Doing a lot of spontaneous courses, relaxing, resting my body. And um, I think some people found it a little bit harder. Um, I'm trying to like, keep a very positive mindset about the entire thing. That's cool, that's cool. How many bookings did you have to fulfil? Was your calendar quite full prior to lockdown? Uh, yeah, my calendar was quite full. I think I was doing something at least every weekend, um, if not uh, going to attend the show. So it's kind of a bit of a kick in the teeth watching all the notifications come up on my phone and being like, oh, no, that show isn't actually happening anymore. But as long as everyone's safe and at home, then that's all that matters. I'm just going to go back a bit now. I just want to know when you first started watching wrestling. Um, I think I was about 10 years old. Um, my first real memory uh, was the Santino Morella versus Umaga match. Um, 
and was live either in Rome or in Milan, but it was when Vince picked Santino out from the crowd, and little 10-year-old me was just so enamoured by the fact that someone in the crowd who was just like me could step into the ring, this massive WWE superstar. And from then I was kind of like, oh, I really want to do this. Tonga, which performers stood out for you when you were growing up? Which guys and gals did you like seeing on the screen? Um, I really, really liked CM Punk um, when he was doing like the whole best in the world uh, post, like fake firing um, all of that. Um, I also really liked, surprisingly, AJ Lee um, and also Karma. Um, I absolutely loved her when she like came to WWE. Even though it was for like a short period of time, I was just so like enamoured by her like, persona and how like powerful she was. She had a lot more mileage in her karma as well. It was a bit of a shame she left yeah, when she it did. Was an thing. Yeah, I, I uh, luckily got to meet her last year um, when she was doing her tour, and just being able to like talk to her and be like, "Thank you so much for like inspiring little old me to." <laughs> do wrestling and it was like a really emotional moment and it was so much fun. Which match types did you like? What what was and even even now what, what match types do you like watching? Um I think it's the rumble. Uh I like the whole suspense and surprise and not knowing who's coming out when or what sort of big spots people have got planned. Like I always love watching the rumble. Did any events on the wrestling calendar stand out for you? Um do you mean like big pay-per-views? Yeah, just, yeah. I, I ask this question quite a lot. Obviously, the answer differs from person to person. Um, I'd say the Rumble, but I think probably Mania. I just love seeing, like, staging and all the production and all the lights. Um, kind of like seeing the big payoff for all these storylines that can take like, a year to build. Um, I think everyone does have, like, a soft spot for Mania. Cool, yeah, I, I do too. I've been over a few, well, say a few times, been over seven times for WrestleMania. Seven times? Yeah, yeah. I'm so jealous. I've oh. never been. I really want to go next year. You've got to, you've got to at least do one. Uh, there's a lad, yeah. there's a lad in our group. Um, he, he went, he did one, like just to say he's done one, you know. Um, but oh. yeah, highly recommended, as you can well imagine. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if I'll be able to sit there for that long, though, but I'll, uh, I'll give it a good go. Yeah, it's gone a, a bit too long in recent years. Yeah, way too long, way too long. Right, just to fast forward a little bit to your your start in wrestling, how did your wrestling career begin? Uh, when did training first occur? Uh, so I started training in 2016 um, at Grand Pro Wrestling um, in Manchester. So I, funnily enough, when I was deciding where I wanted to go to uni, I kind of picked it based around where I had a wrestling school so I could at least try it out. Um, and I found GPW on Google. And I was like, yeah, definitely want to go to Manchester for uni. So I started in the winter time of 2016. Um, yeah, that was where I first started. And then I moved over to WrestlePro, which is now called Pinfall. Um, that was being taken by Sam Bailey, and now I'm training at Future Shock, which is being run by Sam Bailey. We've had Johnny Brannigan on. Ah, uh, good old Johnny. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good to get him on. So yeah, that's cool. It's cool that you've, uh, you're at GPW. The next question was going to be where did you train, but you've obviously said about that. How hard was training for you? Um, I think physically it was tough, but I think it was more the mental side that I had to get over. 
Um, I was the only girl who trained at GPW at the time. And I remember my first session, it was me and this other guy that was there as beginners. And I was in this room in the middle of nowhere with all these like big men. And I was just so intimidated and scared. And I actually almost quit after my first session. Um, but I didn't want to be that girl that turned up for a wrestling training session and couldn't hack it. So in my head, I was like, I'll go at least two or three more times. And I'm just like, you know, I don't think this is for me. I just kind of stuck around. Um, so I think that sort of aspect was a little bit more difficult. But like the physical was awful. Like I was in so much pain constantly. When was your first match, Tonga? When did you like get into the ring? Now, obviously, the answer differs from person to person. I've heard range, I've heard weeks, and then I've even heard up to like a couple of years until someone's got in the ring, you know, properly for for um, a match. So my like my goal when I first started training um, after I got over the whole like don't want to do this anymore um, was to have my first match within like a year. Um, because I had also heard from everyone that was there, I was like, oh, some people train for like years before they start going on shows, and I was like, no, that's not for me, I'm going to do it for a year. So it was actually about a week or two shy um, from a year of me starting training. Um, the, match is, the match is actually funny enough on YouTube. It was a Halloween costume contest at uh, Mr. Cat's Wrestling, um, which then obviously turned into like a tag match, but at the time, I was like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm in front of the crowd, I'm doing incredible. But I looked back at it, I was like, I did three moves, barely. Um, so that was like my first like sort of introduction. And then I had my first proper match um, a couple of weeks later at the same promotion. Was it easy getting booked in your early career? No, not really. Um, I think there's quite a lack of opportunity for girls, I would say. Um, most like shows have one or like if we're lucky two matches for the females um so i think trying to establish myself as a wrestler and as a good enough female wrestler for people to actually book for such a limited space um was quite difficult where is wrestling taking you like where, where's the furthest promotion you've been to uh glasgow uh, I've never actually been to Scotland before, so that was quite a cool experience to go get booked at Fierce Females. Um, but I think I mostly wrestle around like the northwest sort of like Yorkshire um, region, so Scotland was definitely a good checklist to tick off. Who were you up against up there? Uh, my first match up there was against Rosie Knight. Um, so that was pre-show match, um, which was so much fun. She's like an absolute gem to work with. And then the last time I was up there, I wrestled against Myla Grace. Um, not sure if you know her, she's an Irish wrestler. And that was, once again, a lot of fun. What do you consider your biggest achievement so far, Tonga? In terms of like, you know, what, what's, been the, what's been the biggest highlight for you so far? Um, I think I've got two. Um, Winning my first title, so I won the Pinfall Women's Championship in January. That was a very cool moment of being like, wow, this promotion actually trusts me to run their women's division. Um, and then my Future Shock uh, Street Fight, which was the main event. Um, so it was me and Alexis Falcon versus Lana Austin and Holly. Um, 
that was like a really big I think that's the only time I've ever actually got emotional during a match and um, normally I'm just kind of like stone-faced but like at the end of that match like hearing the crowd's reaction I was like okay I could actually cry like this is really cool can you, can you only imagine as fans how, how it must be when you got the crowd like the live crowd there the the, the, yeah. the buzz the buzz that you guys get from it so it's cool it's cool hearing that yeah it's good to like use them to kind of feed off of so I think when I'm working here I love to just like chat to the crowd and just like give them a lot of like like sass and all that but especially when you're working face and you like hear them like behind you like wanting you to win especially when, like the kids wanting you to win it's like oh this is this is really cool GTG often imitated but never duplicated Kind of brawl at the shoulder, narrowed at the hip. No other promotion give us any lip. We the best of the best, the beast of the east. SOS, simply out of sight. GTG. When he said, good times guaranteed. So if it's interviews from grassroots wrestling, right up to the biggest superstars in the business, then you're in the right place. Stew's Wrestling Podcast from the North Wales coast, delivering you the biggest and best in the world of professional wrestling. What are your goals into the future in regards to pro wrestling? Um, I think they kind of differ from time to time. Um, like, I would love to like travel further and um, with my wrestling like go to different countries different continents um but ideally like i'd want to make it like my full-time job um so that's the main goal and to ideally and um, get signed to like a very like big company and um, and that's my goals where well, have you got like anywhere in mind over another promotion or does it not does it not matter to you um, I think I'd be lying if I didn't say WWE. Um, that's every kid's sort of like goal when they first start watching it, and I think that kind of like a very good like full circle moment to be able to like work for them and be signed by them. Who would you like to Who would you like to take on within NXT UK? Oh, then NXT UK. Um, I would like to face. I think I'd actually quite like to face um, Viper. Does she go by Viper or is she Piper Niven now? I bet um, she's played Piper Niven, I think. Yeah, I think they would change the name. But I think that'd be quite a cool um, dynamic for a match. I think that like, she goes to do like, quite a lot of powerhouse stuff. And I think, for, like, especially for my heel character, I'm quite like a chicken shit heel. Um, I think we have to have like, a good dynamic for that. Have you got any advice for any, like, I'd say specifically girls, women who want to go into training to become a wrestler? What, what would be your, what would be your advice and tips for them? Um, I think firstly, I'd say find a very good reputable school. Um, I think find somewhere that you know you're going to be, it's a safe environment for you and you're going to be trained to like the best that you can be would be the start and, um, I think especially for the girls, finding like a good support system within like the wrestling community um, is like very good. Like people that you can talk to and talk about your feelings and um, any concerns. I think that's my main advice. And 
also sticking with it because it's very intimidating the very like male dominated industry but be able to find the confidence within yourself to just push through and to be able to like prove to yourself that you can actually do it I was quite surprised just going back to what you said earlier that you were the only girl in the in the school training even even back in 2016 just you know to see how far women's wrestling's come but obviously obviously now I'm sure it's it's full of uh, girls isn't it training yeah there's a lot of us training down at Future Shop and um, it's really good to see because I think when I first had to start training with girls um, this was probably like a year into my training um, I found it like very difficult because I'm so used to like working with the guys but um, being able to have like other girls that train and like you're both kind of on the same level of like strength you'd have to like worry about competing with the guys um, it's a very good sort of environment to be in where would you like to have matches where you haven't had matches before? Um, I don't have any promotions specific that I can think of, but um, I really want to venture down south a little bit more, like London area, because I've got siblings that live down there, and they're always like, oh, we'll definitely come like, watch you wrestle in London. Um, so like, I want to get out of like the northwest scene and like experience more promotions and crowds like across the country. What about, like, worldwide bookings? Yeah. Um, I also really want to go to Mexico, uh, which is very random, but I think, like, the luchador style mm. is so, like, like lovely to, like, watch, and it's, like, such a beautiful performance that I would absolutely love to go there, and I'd obviously love to go to Japan and experience all of that sort of style and, like, the culture. Um, so those are my main two places I'm going to go. Who on the world scene do you feel has all the facets to become a top star that hasn't been showcased yet? That was my next one. Ooh, that's the question. Like domestic, uh, domestically maybe, and then like an answer internationally, just so, you can, so we get a couple of answers, I think. Domestically, I would, trying to think of the people I've had matches with, um, Rio um, is absolutely phenomenal. I think definitely deserves to be on a bigger stage. Um than she is currently. What are your thoughts on WWE still producing content and doing events? What what are your thoughts on that? I think it's really good. Um, I think that it gives the audience some sort of escapism um, to kind of like not think about obviously the current, like current pandemic that's happening and be able to still enjoy wrestling content. Um, I think. So I think AEW is also kind of doing the same sort of thing. I think it's really good. Um, as long as they're doing it in like a safe way that's safe to all like the performers and all the crew, um, I think it's absolutely brilliant. In my personal opinion, I think AEW are doing it better, having um, heels and faces either side, you know, for a bit of atmosphere. Yeah. You know, for a yeah, bit of atmosphere. As much as I like Asuka, um, it, it, I found it very annoying when they had their on commentary screaming on WWE. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was fine the first week. It was when it was like happening, you know, week on week. Yeah, I think it probably saw the like social media reaction and was like, yeah, let's keep doing this, but it's kind of being a dead horse. At that and that's point. that's not me knocking Asuka because I love Asuka. She's oh, absolutely brilliant. She's absolutely brilliant, but it's just like Vince. You need to sort yeah. this out. <laughs> Try and do something like original every week to keep people guessing and entertained. Did you watch Money in the Bank? Have you got round to watching that yet? 
I didn't watch it. I accidentally fell asleep and missed my alarm that was set for five minutes before it started. Um, so I've not watched it yet. I saw the results um, and stuff. I need, definitely need to watch it. I heard some people almost died getting thrown off a building or something. Um, but yeah, I definitely need to watch it. A lot of people are knocking it, but you know, Lisa's still putting stuff out. Oh, that's my that's my thoughts yeah, on it. Um, it's it's your typical wrestling fan psyche, isn't it, to uh, bash what's going on? And, and my my argument is, is you just don't watch it if you're going to bash it. That's exactly. I you... think people would be upset if they didn't put stuff out, and people would be upset if they do put stuff out. So there's no real winning if everybody. I'm just going to go on to WrestleMania. I know it was the pay-per-view prior. Um, my personal favourite match of the whole weekend was Ray Ripley and Charlotte. How did you find that match? Oh, I loved it. It was hard-hitting. I was watching it thinking, I don't think I'd be able to hack this. Like, they were really going for it, but it was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. I think, you know, judging by who they had on the card that weekend, and, uh, you know, obviously Edge and Randy Orton... I think it was it was better than Edge and Randy Orton. I think it went went on too long that match. That match went on for like half an hour too long. <laughs> like I like loved Edge growing up. Uh, like I cried at the time, and I literally remember exactly where I was when I like watched it. Um, but I think they did way too much. I think they could have cut it, and it would have had a lot more impact than just having it be this really long ordeal through backstage. Did anything else stand out for you at Mania this year? Um, I loved the Funhouse. That was my favourite match on like the entire... I don't know if you can even class it as a match, but that was just absolutely incredible. Like The level of like creativity that Bray Wyatt has, I can only aspire to get like an, like, an eighth of it. Um, I just thought it was so much fun and just completely what it needed to kind of give everyone something to laugh at. Um, like during the whole mania weekend. I think they've done brilliant with with that side of stuff, and they've gone a bit different under the under the circumstances. It was like obviously, obviously with the boneyard match as well. I enjoyed oh, that. that was fantastic. Yeah. It was just so well shot, wasn't it? And you know, very cinematic. Oh, it was incredible. It was so good. I was wondering what they were going to do, and uh, I know I sound like what everyone else is saying, but it may take a lot better as well. Oh, a hundred percent. I think it's. As much as I love watching Taker, um, it's kind of it gets to a point where it's kind of painful because it's like you look like you're in pain and like you can't go the same way. Like you wouldn't want to see and have that be like your last sort of memories of the matches. And I think that match was completely done perfectly. Like past all the guys that were involved because it was fantastic. Just to go back to some that obviously you said about talents that you you like and. Obviously, who are going to obviously make it? Is there any other talent within WWE that you think hasn't had the chance that they deserve? Um, I really, really like Io Shirai. I think she's absolutely fantastic. I think she could do with like a spotlight being like shone just precisely onto her. I think she's like the future of like the women's division. Um, also, um. Bianca Belair, she is fantastic. Like her promo skills are out of this world, and the fact that she's able to just like lift people like their feathers is fantastic. So I think those two women mainly are like the future of business. What about Shayna? What What do you think of Shayna? Oh, I love Shayna. I think I like her um, 
because like she has like a real like grit to her. I think um, she just stands out so much from the rest of the roster that it's like a real fresh, fresh air to um, like see what her matches are going to be like and see how dominant she can be because like you believe everything that she's doing. Um, so I really like her. It now makes sense why the match with Becky Lynch was so short at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just like, that could have gone on longer, but now, obviously, finding out on Monday that she's pregnant, um, yeah, it now makes sense why it was only like nine, ten minutes long. Yeah. I, Because I, when I heard the announcement, I was like, did she know before the match? Yeah. Or like, I wasn't too sure, but yeah, that match definitely could have had a lot more in it. Good, good honour for getting in there, though. Oh, 100%. Bless her, like, she's, been, she's been absolutely brilliant. All right, Tonga, can you plug your social media for the listeners, please? Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Tonga um, on everything, yeah. Finally got to streamline my social media. And you can also find my merchandise at tonga.bigcartel.com. Um, yeah. No one's no one's plugged their merchandise yet. You're the first to you do it. Plugging their merch. I don't. Oh, no. I don't think. Thinking back, I don't think no one. People have got. Oh. People have got oh. merch out there. So well done there, getting that one in there. Yeah. I've got a marketing degree. I have to always be marketing myself. You utilise the degree, Tonga. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So my guest for today's episode of Stu's Wrestling Podcast, the Ultimate Diva, Tonga. Thanks for coming on today. Oh, thank you for having me. A big thank you to the Zangwills for the track New Heights that you heard in the intro and closing us out right now in the outro. A big thank you to the Mad Dog Mike Angus for the show intro. And a big thank you to Chris Dutton for putting the show together every week and getting it out there on all the platforms. And the man who inputs the show onto the website, Mr. Lee Copson, thank you very much for doing that for me. I appreciate it. And this was episode 32 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.